0: all right john i have a question for you yes you have uh your your job uh, uh as a linguist obviously you're you're uh, structuring tests yeah now that combined with the fact that you live in las vegas uh our subject today is cheating i wanted to ask you a question in the front um do you think if individuals have a chance to cheat the vast majority will it's a good question um now, I don't know if I should qualify it by saying, and won't get caught. I'm saying if the opportunity arises, will do, individu- do individuals cheat on tests? will they will they cheat at the gambling tables? What do you think? Do you think? It's interesting
1: because at one point, uh, I developed the the reading test for Nevada, and it was the grade that my kid was in at the time. And somebody asked me, well, are you, you now I developed the items for it I didn't actually choose then that they, that they appeared on the test. Right. So it wasn't like, Hey, I've got the, the, the fifth grade test here in my, in my office. Yep. Um, it wasn't like that. But nevertheless, people asked me, well, you know, do, do you give them? I said, well, no, I would never do that because it defeats the purpose of it. Yeah. And he's not interested in, it. he's not sneaking around my office. He doesn't care. Yeah. He did extremely well on that test. And I was a little concerned that people might think that I finally gave him the answers or something. I said, well, no, that would defeat the purpose of the assessment. Right. I want to see where he's at. And it's just like if you're on a diet and you're going to use the scale as seeing how, how successful you are. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to say, well, on day one, I'm going, to, I'm going to wear my winter overcoat and my boots and everything so I can pump my weight up, so that from now on I'll start t- getting on the scale naked. Well, you're getting false data, right? Mm-hmm. The data is not accurate. It's not valid. Yeah. So you're really not getting a true picture of how well this diet works or how much weight you're losing, right? You're only cheating yourself. Right. It's interesting that in the annals, that when we because we talk about cheating at games, yes. and I look at it as there there are two different perspectives to that, right? The house will think that if you're counting cards that you're cheating, and I say that's not cheating at all. That's just good playing there's strategy to it and of course they don't want that that's why they pump you full of alcohol and right. and everything they want it to be basically gambling rather than gaming right but yes. g- gaming implies that there's some skill to it like game like poker there is a skill to that which is why online poker to it me is just like come on yeah it's nonsense it's uh, nonsense yeah i
0: can't stand it yeah.
1: yeah yeah but from the from the cheater's perspective it's interesting looking at card cheaters they don't call themselves cheaters they're advantage players. Yeah, They're just taking advantage yeah. of the situation. That's how they look at it. So I'm just taking whatever advantage I have. So, you know, in this case, you can apply that logic to if it's a test. Well, I don't know the answer to this question. But the kid next to me probably does because I know he's really smart. Yeah. I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I'm taller than he is. Yes. And I can look over his shoulder and see what the answer is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you know you excellent point um you looked at it from a very literal and almost scientific view um my initial reaction to when i actually said uh, asked the question is I, i look at it from a moral standpoint yeah you know if if there is an opportunity to cap your bet And we're going to we're going to discuss, you know, quite a few methods of cheating. Capping bets is one, which is a simple one, you know, and, uh, you know, would people do it? I think, yes, I think they really would. However, I think based on what we saw as a concierge, I saw a lot of gaming. I, I I helped a lot of VIPs. So did you. Uh, and I, it seems to be strangely the more money people have, the more likely they were to cheat. Yeah, you know the the lowly everyday you know dollar you know blackjack player is a little intimidated and scared, and everybody you know thinks you know the the the, the Robert De Niro you know room under underneath the basement where they beat you up. Yeah, you know they're a little intimidated by that, and and so but then as they get more and more of a VIP, you know I saw giant baccarat players that, you know, they, they, they'd uh, be a little bit in the gray area as far as what they were doing in the, yeah. during the And they
1: probably, I mean, the reason they've got that much money in the first place yeah. in order to gamble uh, or in order to play is because probably in their ev- everyday life, that's how they got ahead. Oh, you know, yeah. you know yeah. it, it was interesting. There was a report came out of Australia a couple of years ago, and I read that. I thought, oh, that's interesting, but it really didn't tell me anything new. It's something mm-hmm. that I'd already seen before was that, uh, they estimated based on, on on survey results and psychological tests that 20% of CEOs uh, are likely clinically sociopaths. Now, we tend to think of sociopaths like Ted Bundy, serial killers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a certain percentage of them kill people, but the majority of sociopaths don't. They just don't have a conscience. So I think that's what you need when you're cheating is usually, I mean, you're going to get religious people are going to say, well, God's going to get me for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not religious, but I look at it and say, it's just no. I feel, I feel wrong. I feel like I've done something wrong. Right. I find ten dollars. I saw that that guy dropped that chip or that bill. I'm going to give it back to him. It's not mine. Yeah. And it isn't really a sense of 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 you know, I'm going to go to jail or whatever. It's just my concept of what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'd be a shitty CEO. <laughs> <but>. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh, your last yeah. name isn't Carnegie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I
1: can't shut down that factory and put all those people out of work. No. Well, what are they going to do? How are they going to pay their bills you know and the CEO says fuck them yeah you know that, that's more of a bonus for you oh well, no no I, I just I just I don't know. work that way I'm I not know. wired like that
0: <laughs> that that's major cheating that's Enron yes. level yes that yes. that's beyond what we're talking about today yes. but we are yeah. talking about cheating today yep. John yep. Uh, on the pod bay door episode 74 we're, we're, yep. we're inching towards 100 yep we're gonna have a, a wow. giant party I know we're gonna have it uh, but uh, uh, Pod Bay Door, uh, if you would like to get a hold of us, our email is thepodbaydoorlv at gmail.com. Uh, we just launched on Spotify, so all of your smart Great. devices and all of your TVs, uh, hit those up. You can see us. Uh, all of your Alexas and Google Homes, uh, just ask to play us, and, and she'll actually do it. Um, And if you have a chance, if you're a subscriber to iTunes, we would love to get a couple of reviews from you. Uh, We'd love to hear from all of our fans and uh, uh, maybe not even fans, maybe people that disagree with everything John and I say. Uh, We'd love to hear that, too. But uh, love the reviews on iTunes. Check us out and uh, give us a, a five star if you think we deserve it. Uh, Thanks uh, a bunch to our monthly sponsor uh, for this month, CWODesigns.com. The custom woodworking, photography, and framing, they do a great job. I just saw something. uh, They're doing um, firearms holders. Oh, yes beyond the controversy of having the firearm yeah they, they have a lovely way of displaying them so oh well uh, that's, if, that's a work of, yeah. so some
1: of them are really work so hard yeah, yeah. If, you,
0: if you love the NRA or don't still you need something to hold the gun
1: you know I've got some I've got some some swords some yes. Asian swords actually from from Thailand. Um, That I could probably use. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh,
0: CWODesigns.com. Check those guys Mm -hmm. out. Uh, Also, uh, uh, Julia's not here today. She uh, is working hard in her other industry, but uh, uh, check her book out on Amazon Kindle. It's Carved in Stone, a a Vanessa Stone murder thriller. And uh, all of the Kindle devices and Amazon, check that out. Uh, I believe if you're part of the uh, Kindle Book Club, you can get that for free. If not, uh, very reasonable. I believe it's like a dollar. Yeah, yeah, it's very it great. Cheap. Carved in Stone, a Vanessa Stone murder thriller. And um, uh, a great announcement, kind of a teaser, sort of. Uh, 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 the Pod Bay Door is actually uh, beginning to produce uh, several new podcasts, the first of which is going to come out within the next few weeks as soon as we get everything recorded and produced. Uh, but uh, the first one is uh, is entitled The Invisible Maybe. Now uh, the John is accredited for for that uh, for that particular title. If you would like to know what that is, I'm going to keep it a mystery. Uh, you can check in at theinvisiblemaybe.com. You can also uh, we just launched on iTunes, and there is a coming soon teaser trailer on there. Uh, uh, check it out, the Invisible Maybe, and it's going to be uh, 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 discussions on. Everything that people like to talk about now, not specifically uh, by region, but health, fitness, entertainment, society. And most importantly, uh, we're going to have a little segment called, uh, I'm not sure what we're going to call it, but I'm going to call it today, things that work, things that don't work. Uh, So uh, it's the Invisible Maybe. Uh, Hopefully, when you listen to it, you'll be able to uh, uh, get some brand new information and maybe even change your mind. But the Invisible Check that out. Uh, John, we're talking about cheating. Now, I yeah. have purposefully gotten 13 ways to cheat.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, like cheating
0: them. just in general? Cheating in the casinos. Some of these involve the dealer participation. Some of them are, are just the players. They are no specific order, but I know that um, a lot of our listeners and fans talk about that, and they wanted me to have a cheating special because I, I opened my big mouth, oh, four or five podcasts ago and said we're going to do it. Well, we're going to do it. Here we All go. Right. We're, we got some cheating. All right. John and I don't cheat. No, have yeah. you ever cheated on anything? I, you know, I haven't. And, I, and you mentioned like money or chips falling out of a guy's pocket. I'm quick to return it to the guy. Yeah. Because I I would hope people do the same. Uh, it, it, it's hard earned. It's not like you're you're competing against him. It just fell out of the poor guy's pocket. You know. No, I can't say that I did. I mean, you know, maybe as a maybe playing a game as a kid. Maybe yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's interesting in Japan. Um, here, I mean, it's it's different. If you find, let's say you're you're walking down the street, you find a, a ten dollar bill mm-hmm. just laying there in the gutter, and you pick it up. Well, wow, I found ten bucks. Put it in your pocket, and and that's it. That's you know, it's it. You found ten dollars. Right. It doesn't belong to anybody. In Japan, they they call that stealing. Mm. They'll say that oh, I had ten dollars. So well, what happened? Well, I dropped it because I was drunk, and it <laughs> landed you know somewhere between my house and the train station or the train station and my house. Right. And I went back and I looked everywhere and it was gone. Well, you know I don't think that that was stolen. Yeah. Just be, but but yeah, you will see that in Japan if there if, if there is a bill on the ground thousand uh, thousand yen, which is you know ten dollars or something, months, yeah. no one will pick it up. Really? Yeah, they'll leave it there because whoever owns it will might come back for see, it. See,
0: that is a social experiment that yes, would, and
1: would. and the wind will blow it and say, well, how do you know it's not going to be there? I better pick it up for him. I'll hold it in my pocket. How's that? Yeah. and then I'll invest it for him. Also, yeah. in, in
0: wow, that's that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, th- now, is it a law that they? I mean, is it basically on just the books their moral law, a moral law? You know, because
1: I remember I had somebody tell me that they they lo- they had their wallet stolen. So I was curious to hear this story. Yeah. and no, they went into a phone booth. That's how long ago this was. This was in the 80s, and they left it there. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, <laughs> 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 they going into a phone booth to make a call, and they set the wallet. And then when they went back, it was gone. Yeah. So they went to the police box, as they call it, which is the, little, the koban, the little police station, uh-huh, uh-huh. and nobody had turned it in. That meant there was a thief. Oh, I yes. thought, well, you know, if you don't have any ID in it, somebody, I mean, here are thinking, you know, that, yeah, you know just,
0: just different perspective. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, th- th- this is, these are cheating efforts that are made within the casinos. All right. First one, it has to deal with, uh, with craps. Uh, It's dice switching. You can imagine what that is. Uh, Very difficult uh, to do the mechanics of it, you know, uh, uh, to actually switch the dice. You have to be of a certain caliber of cheat to get those dice switched because it's very difficult, especially when they feed you five dice out of a little bowl. Uh, and then you pick two, and they want that you don't really make a big hoopla about picking the two. You pick the two, they t- the stick man takes the rest of the dice back, puts them in the bowl next to the boxman, and then you pick them up and do whatever little lucky thing that you do. Uh, you can't palm them, you have to keep them visible at all times. Uh, uh, but at some point between then and when the stick man pushed the dice out, you switch them. Yeah, now. That's really not the most difficult part. The most difficult part is, of course, uh, getting the dice exactly the same as the dice. And you have to have a confederate usually within the dice-making company. And each pair of dice uh, that are made in cases full... Uh, are specific to the, the houses they're used in. Uh, with, uh, uh, for example, the Venetian has Venetian dice that are stamped and branded and, right. and weighted specifically. So it would be very difficult, but, but it still happens. These yeah. are all, Some of these are old school, some of these aren't, but yeah. it, it, it definitely happens. Now, uh, number two is something called chip sliding, and this really happens. This has to do with generally dealers um, uh, dealers in Las Vegas, uh, s- some of the older houses, very few of the newer ones, but they wear aprons. And they usually have the brand of the hotel on them. Uh, the Venetian did and does, I believe, still in the Crafts area. Uh, and they, the dealer would, would either very, very covertly put slits in it. Uh, he would tape a little pocket. He would sew a pocket and uh and basically slide the chip into this and at the end of the his uh, either shift or 20 minutes or 40 minutes that he's running you know he'd, he'd grab a couple of chips uh usually you, you know cheats they usually stay but 25 50 hundreds uh 25 the greens uh but uh, that's chip sliding and that's very common still today very difficult and the eyes in the sky specifically look for that kind of thing uh dealers yeah,
1: I think people uh, don't really understand how often the people the eyes in the sky are really looking at the workers mm-hmm. often more so than the players more so or yeah. even in the case of, of like talking about dice switching it becomes easier of course if you have an inside inside
0: job exactly. right if it, if it's yeah. if you
1: have an if the accomplice is is the boxman or 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 whomever somebody's working there right no yeah. exactly
0: and most of these involve uh, you know, the the teaming up, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, a, a crew. They call them crews here. Yeah. You know, they yeah. still do. Uh, number three, the false shuffle, um, which anybody that plays uh, poker of any type, either house games or whatnot, um, you know, you're talking uh, uh, cold deck low, cold deck high. Um, uh, basically, in a casino, the false shuffle is you're trying to end up with uh, cards on the top or the bottom, usually the top or the middle. Uh, and it looks as if you've shuffled, but you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the cards are just waiting there for a Confederate. Uh, so that's a false shuffle. Um, little less uh, possible now. There are some places still in Las Vegas that have a du- uh, two-deck pitch. Yeah. I honestly can't speak on a single-deck pitch anymore. Uh, it, it, it's rare, very rare, and it would be a tiny house. But those are really big about uh, false shuffles. Uh, uh, this I love this one uh, because it just happened. Uh, r- uh, it's called pass posting. Now, pass posting, of course, for for all of you race fans out there, uh, is something that is used uh, as a cheat for horse racing, and that's yeah. usually having knowledge of the race before uh, the or after it's done, and then somehow getting the bet down at a different time frame. Uh, right. But pass posting for like r- in the sting, it is in the movie. sting, yes, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, great film. Yeah. Um, uh, but roulette pass posting. Uh, and uh, basically, all that is is a version of capping your bet, which is also on the list. Um, and uh, the uh, we have a uh, uh, Charles Oakley, uh, the yeah. famous basketball player, just you got uh, nailed for that. Got nailed you? for yep. that at the Cosmopolitan again. Cosmo seems to be the uh, epicenter for all these controversies. Uh, but basically, pass posting is uh, during roulette. You either. Uh, uh after the dealer has waved off the table which means that you cannot place any bets or j- prior to uh the uh the uh the uh marker going out or just as the ball lands, you cap your bet, you place a bet, you do anything with knowledge that the ball's landed. Uh, and usually, there's a brief moment when the dealer is is not looking at the players. He has to mark the ball, he has to mark the table, uh, and uh, and that's what happens. So they so they they, they pass, and that's what Charles Oakley did apparently. Mm-hmm. Now what? Now you know what? I didn't follow the story all the way through. Did he? Was he formally arrested?
1: I, I don't know. I, I I didn't hear that either. I just knew that that he was involved. But again, there you go. Somebody who's who's at the higher end of the of the yes. pay scale, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. You know, I room.
0: I don't know if he's broke if he pulled a MC hammer there and yeah. r- ruined all of his money. But uh, uh, yeah, Charles Oakley for sure. Um, the next one, number five, uh, hidden camera. Uh, and they've been they've been using this more and more because you know, cameras are so easily gotten like GoPros. Um, but these are like pinhole cameras, little tiny ones, um, fiber optic. And um, they use them in Baccarat to mark the shuffle. And so basically there's someone uh, on the other end of the camera digitally that is, and the guy uh, has the camera out of his sleeve or, or, or coming you know, through the sleeve uh, and the shuffle is being watched and that's how the Baccarat players make their bets. Baccarat is a relatively simple game. You're either yeah. going for you or the dealer yeah. and knowing shuffle is a really good thing. Uh, so that's apparently a thing now, a, a huge problem is are these uh, fiber optic cameras. So again, Baccarat, Big Bach uh, is usually not for the uh, faint of heart. It's usually for men with uh, lots of money, and so again, rich people—they're—they're they're The ones who are the cheating, yeah. 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 Number six, uh, uh, uh card switching. Yeah. You know, and that's an easy one. It's also called hand hand mucking. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple thing. I mean, you're switching the cards. You have a, um, uh, an ace up your sleeve. That's, uh, that's what it is. Yeah,
1: and that's really where it comes from. And what's really interesting, if you look back at old gambling books that talk about a holdout, mm-hmm. which would basically deliver that those cards to you, would do the switch for you. Um, I mean, they're still used. And there's a, there's a local magician here in Las Vegas, Bob Kohler, mm. who, who, who makes a very high-end, very expensive one for, for entertainment purposes, for magicians to use. In fact, it's, it's unusual because he doesn't sell it. He leases it. So you pay a couple thousand dollars for you to be able to use this, but you just can't sell it to anybody else you want to. When you're done with it, it belongs to him, basically. So that was interesting. But yeah, you, a lot of the, the methodologies that gamblers used uh, or for cheaters uh, are, are used by side of hand card guys. Yeah, so, card mechanics. I yes. mean, you
0: know, it's uh, uh, John and I have spoken often on the podcast of Ricky Jay. Yeah. Now, I, I, I it may be you know uh, an, an insulting moniker for him, but I you know he is a world class. Oh, he is world class, top me- tier mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, but he's also an entertainer, great yes. actor. Yeah, yes, of-
1: and good. And if you ever get a chance to see his, he did a special on HBO years ago. Mm. It's it's still wonderful if you can if you can find it. It is. It's, it's 50, Ricky Jay is fifty two assistants oh,
0: it's, it's and because he's
1: because Ricky j is also a scholar yeah um and there's another there's a really interesting a lot a, a great read uh was a book called um, the magician and the card sharp and a really famous sleight of hand magician from the of the 20th century di vernon um learned a lot of techniques from a, from a book written uh, called the expert at the card table it's still in print by S. W. Erdnase, no one has ever been able to find out who S. W. Erdnase was. I think it was it was a pseudonym. His name might have been Andrews, and he just used you know. Uh, but nevertheless, they never to f- find out who this guy was. Really, but it was the basis of of really pretty much all modern uh, side of hand with cards. So dive Earn, and learn. You know, uh, dealing off the top uh, or second or second deals, as mm-hmm. they're called, from this. Dealing the second card or the bottom deal. Mm-hmm. But he'd heard about a guy who could do the elusive middle deal. It almost seems impossible. How yeah. do you deal from the middle of the deck? Yeah. And it it catalogs where he'd heard about this guy and he went searching for him in Kansas, looking for the guy who dealt from the middle of the deck. And of <laughs> course, you can you can you can imagine that this is knowledge that that the mechanic doesn't like to get let, let out anymore like a spy. Yeah. They don't want other people to know that they're cheating. Right. right that they're a cheater they, they appear that they that they're not so they don't want other people to know that they have this skill oh yeah. absolutely
0: yeah but if you guys yeah. get a chance uh, you know anything Ricky J does whether yes. it's in print or on video you need to catch it it's fantastic yeah. Yeah. Um, that was hand mucking or card switching yeah. a, a version of that number seven um, uh, I don't have many in fact I think I have one uh, uh, that deal with machines because machines are changing I have yeah. changed yeah. It's, a, it's very difficult however there's a new one called it is a mocked bill validator and basically it's hidden in a hundred or a one dollar bill and it is uh, two contact points that uh, uh, mocks a $100 bill. so you take you, you put it in yeah and the validator reads it as a hundred and therefore it gives you credit for a hundred dollars uh, and I get it's two little strips and they hide it with a one dollar bill or a hundred dollar or whatever bill. Uh, and they slide it in there, and it works. It used to be that they used to use light wands uh, way back in the day. They used to, you know, uh, have a, a coin with a hole and a and a string. Yeah, that's and right. They wouldn't that. let it drop in the hopper. Right. Uh, but uh, the light wands, of course, would go up and inside, and uh, it was a um, sort of an infrared, you know, light. Uh, thing that they would uh, it would fool the machine but now these bill validators yeah it's
1: it's interesting how you know they have technology i mean technology evolves and then there's always some way of using that technology Mm -hmm. for you know either either cheating or or to to thwart the cheating and then there's there's next evolution of technology comes yeah that you know that that'll that'll offset the, the you know
0: absolutely I always love the combat between I mean I always love to hear about good hackers yeah you know with all the all the like the Microsoft scams going on nowadays you know yeah. like apparently there's a whole group of good hackers yeah that are that are during they're,
1: they're in town today I saw that oh on the yes news. yeah, yeah that's black true hat. yeah, yeah. The black yeah. hat people all right. I saw something recently it's, it's about five hundred dollars mm-hmm. it's a deck of cards that has an uh, RFID chip in each card you can't tell it's in there right but if you select a card Whatever card you chose, I can find out what that is because it'll send an electric pulse, nice. and then I can read the pulses. Oh, so, right. so a lot of these cheating techniques you, it were used originally, of course, in private games, and they still would work. I mean, you can't ring in a, a deck of cards like that. No, into into a casino, um, but nevertheless, of course, if the dealer is crooked, they right. could possibly do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the really, I think, I think the. Uh, uh, for for the average person and getting built it's the private
0: game yeah absolutely absolutely uh, well, that was, well, that was number seven. Now, number eight is something John mentioned earlier: card counting. And I will answer the big question, which has been answered a million times, I think, by movies and and uh, scholars and everything else. It yes, it is legal. Yeah. It is highly and 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 vehemently and and <laughs> viciously frowned upon here in Vegas. Um, uh, you you're not going to exist long as a card counter. There have been very famous crews, MIT, you know, Kevin Spacey's film, uh, and so on and so forth, uh, uh, that have been successful, but very briefly. Uh, But it is legal, and like John said, that it's a it's a moral dilemma. I think you know, you're you're just giving yourself the advantage uh, mathematically, which all it's all it is. Yeah. Now, now to be a card counter for a six-deck mechanically distributed shoe, that's impressive yeah that's impressive regardless uh but uh yeah it's legal but don't do it especially if you're just going to pick up a you know some hints on the internet and then come in here and try to count cards uh a it's not easy uh but b don't do it you know they are watching that kind of thing um uh number nine again we're back to everybody working together uh, if John is the dealer and I am the player and then we have a confederate behind John or in front of John, uh, whole card reading, that's very popular still. Um, you look for weak dealers. Again, that's a really big movie plot. You try to find the weak dealer that has a a, a, a bad you know look under his cards. And um, uh, you'll find him. I mean, dealers get lazy. You know, it's tough dealing that all day. Uh, but whole card reading is still something people try to do. Uh, number 10. Dice sliding—that uh, people—I've <laughs> actually seen people try to do this, um, and they're—they're they're not very bright, uh, and they—they they, sometimes they do it and it's accidental because it can't happen. But dice sliding is, of course, in craps, uh, and you are to launch the dice, you know, at, at a reasonable height so they bounce. And wobble and do everything else, so it it is a valid roll. A lot of people they will they will try to slide the dice down, uh, or a version of it where there's like very little bounce to no bounce at all. Uh, but a good box person and a, a good set of dealers, they're gonna throw that. They're gonna call that a no roll. Uh, but dice sliding is a big deal. And dice sliding doesn't mean you switch the dice. You're just trying to you know get that eight. You yeah. know, yeah. uh, number 11, this is the one I love the most. I think this is very, uh, it's so simple. And, and honestly, it was relatively new to me roulette color up scheme. Yeah. So in roulette, you buy in for a hundred dollars in chips and you can request a color of the chips. There's eight, eight or I believe there's eight different colors it can have at any given time. Uh, let's say I want pink. So I get pink and I buy in for dollar chips. Okay, so every one of my pink chips, the dealer knows I bought in and they are $1. Well, you save some in your pocket. You squirrel them away, 10 or so. And then you give them to the next guy who then buys in and these chips are now worth $25. And he introduces the same color that you nice. got. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Very, very illegal. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, is absolutely yeah. cheating. Uh, but uh, I thought that was an interesting one. Uh, honestly, there are versions of that, I guess, but I'd never heard of it in that basic version. That that that's amazing. It seems
1: to me that that evolved from a, a scam. My my dad used to tell me that he used to run with in the navy yeah. with a couple of guys, and they'd be on leave, and they'd they'd find some diner that was that was really busy, and they would go in there, and one of them would order a hot dog, and the other one would order a steak, hmm. and then um, they would ask for uh, one put it on one bill. Uh, I'm sorry. One guy would I, I, sorry would order two hot dogs, and the other guy would order the steak. Okay. So they would they would get separate checks. Well, there was often a separate cashier. You didn't give the money to the to the, to the server at that time. Mm-hmm. So then what they do is they take the the check for the steak and they just throw that away and they go to the counter and they got one bill for two hot dogs. So then they would go down a different diner and then they would switch. So the other guy who had the steak would now order the two hot dogs, All and right. then the other guy who had the the two hot dogs got the steak. And they would pull the same scam, so they get out there and they would pay for the hot dogs, which were each you know a buck and a half or something right, like that, right. and um, um, and then they would you know they would pay for those, but they wouldn't pay for the steak. You know? I gotcha. All yeah. right, all right. So it kind of sounds like almost the same sort it of does. thing, where you're ringing in the different, but with colors and yeah. values. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: But uh, uh, no, I I thought that was a very that was very clever uh, and and so simple. You know, um, number twelve mar- uh, card marking. Now back to you know john's thing the 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 pinnacle of card marking, of course yeah. is having embedded r f i d s um but uh you know it's as simple as you know I, the fingernail marking is almost impossible nowadays but um you know you you uh you tape a razor por- a portion of a razor blade to your finger and mark it um you know there's color marking you know with with unseen ink. Uh, black blacklight kind of thing, but um, honestly, that's that's a really antiquated thing. Yeah, you know, it's 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 rare to see a mark. You know. Yeah. Uh, again, though, yeah. no, it calls for a team, a crew. You know.
1: Yeah, there are different ways of crimping the card that you can sit t- tell at a dif- uh, at a distance what it is. Yeah. I mean, I even learned that as a kid with an old deck of cards, uh, playing games. One of the cards would have gotten cut or something like that, just accidentally, or was discolored. Mm-hmm. So I knew I said, "Oh, that's the eight of hearts." I could tell from from behind. So in that way it was kind of marked. I used to get asked a lot whether magicians use like marked decks. I said no, there's much easier ways for them to to know what card you selected through through sleight of hand than trying to read the back of a card because you can see those at you know a lot of novelty stores will sell a full deck of cards that are marked. Yeah. And you have to look at the different little flowers on the design
0: and count okay wait a minute. No, there are a lot of easier <laughs> ways.
1: No one's going to stand there and you have to stare at it and kind of figure it out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, last one number 13, lucky 13. Yeah. Uh, is capping your bets. I mentioned it earlier. Capping your bet is basically adding to the stack of chips or subtracting from it, but it's generally adding. You're, you're going to add to a winning hand. Uh, and a lot of people try to do that on, like when you split um, uh, tens or aces or whatever you split on, on, a, um, on a blackjack table. That's when it gets complex, especially when, when uh, a, a particular casino allows multiple splitting. Uh, then you can start capping, and all that is is you know just basically you know squirreling a chip you know in the palm of your hand or however you do it. Some people aren't very subtle, uh, and you wave that hand over your chips. Maybe that's a lucky move of yours, and you drop that chip down on there. That's called capping your bet. Um, still a, a very common thing to do. I, I I have actually seen people do it just naturally. You know I don't really play uh very often but when I do I watch people and I'm I'm very curious about their methods of playing and how what's lucky to them and that. But I have seen that uh people try to do that. And the dealer the reaction is usually oh, you know, don't do that. Um and then if it continually happens, you know, they'll be asked to leave. But it's it's uh, definitely cheating. Definitely yeah. uh, gonna get you kicked out. Yeah. Uh but uh but to answer your question, no as far as gambling, John, my experience in gambling uh, as far as a consumer of gambling, uh, I don't, you know, it, it every, every little dollar is painful. So I, I, have had fun here and there. Like I said, nothing like a great craps game, especially if you get a cute little girl and it's on a roll roulette is fun. If you know that you're just going to end up, you know, if you, if you end up pushing, that's perfect. You know, we've had a great evening, you know, pie gal, you could, you could spend, Oh my god, twenty four hours on twenty bucks if you if you're careful in PyGal. Uh but uh cheating, nah, never even thought about it. Never yeah, even thought about yeah, it. Yeah. How about you? No, never never crossed I, my mind. Do you gamble much? Nope, not at all. Not at no, all. No, yeah. no, have no. you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, what was your game? What did you enjoy, I guess?
1: Blackjack. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. But but again, it's like trying to find a single deck blackjack because sure. yeah. again, it's it's it, the, I, the the idea of the shoe just to me. I says no, I, that's unfair. Yeah, I don't want to see. You know, what do you mean? I got two eight of hearts here. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Because when I first learned to play Jack blackjack and I was just a teenager, hmm. you know, I you know, I start to you know realize then. well wait wait a minute. I can I can basically count these cards and I can I can see that there have been very few you know. Deuces and trays have been played. There've been a right. lot of court cards, so therefore there must be quite a few left in there. I've got, I've got sixteen. I'm going to hit, because I know that that's normally not a good bet. Yeah. But sure enough. Turns out a four. Ha! <laughs> How did you know? You got lucky. No, not quite. Yeah. You know, I was keeping track. I see I was keeping track of the cards. There you of what go. was being played. There you
0: go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah careful. Yeah. But uh, the I have to take a, a brief moment for a little. I told you so. Yeah. Not to you. To yeah. to our listeners and generally the town. Uh, there's an article came out uh, about it yesterday. About the MGM Resorts International, uh, which are the owners of of a majority of the strip yes, now, most along of them. with Caesars and Harris. Yeah. Well, I, I've been saying that the marketing of Vegas uh, is is so well done and so cryptic that people don't know when it's truly hurting. Now I'm not saying it, it's going to just you know roll over and turn into a dust bowl like it does in every zombie film, but um, it is hurting. And we are hurting as a town as far as the industry is concerned. And this article sort of meets that out. Uh, the MGM uh, reported that they are lowering the room rates, which is almost unheard of. Yeah. And this is after charging for parking, charging for drinks, all the other, and the resort fees going through the roof. They're going to lower the cost of each room because they are expecting an, a, an even more disastrous fourth quarter. Now, third quarter was 41% decline in gaming and they're expecting even more in the fourth. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's a, a very telling fact. Now, I'm not wanting this to happen. People no, misunderstand no. that, but um people have to realize that um things are things they are changing. Mm. And when we talk when we speak ill of the millennials and speak ill of the generations that are coming, they are influential because they do not have the disposable income that john's generation that my generation did yeah
1: and also they're not taught the games i mean i like i said i, I know, taught yeah. i was taught these games you know my dad um and and it was a big deal for for us at that time living in the bay area they would go to reno that was closer than las vegas mm-hmm. of course it, uh, las vegas was the mecca that's that's you know where everybody wanted to go but reno was just it was three hour drive or three four hours you could drive there and, right and it was fun um, but yeah, they would save up their money. You know, they came back if somebody had silver dollars. I knew they'd been to Reno,
0: yeah.
1: uh, whether it was slot machines or or table games, whatever it was. I learned how to play those games, right. and and then at some point we had talked earlier on, on on one of the podcasts about Pharaoh. Yes, it was a game. that was at one time really really popular, yeah. and then it lost out to poker. And now nobody plays Pharaoh anymore. It's kind of it's an ex- extinct game mm, more a or less. Museum. It's it's, yeah, a, it's, it's, a, it's an, an ancient now, game. Yeah. So, so a lot of these other games, maybe the same thing's going to happen. Who, who are really playing the games when you go there? Are they the
0: younger people? Probably
1: not. They're yeah. going to be people forty and over. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, we we John and I are big supporters of the town. Uh, it's a fantastic town to live in. Uh, but I think there needs to be some re- uh, reality checks as far as what's going on in our town. There are some major changes that are both positive and negative. Leaning towards the negative, I just I haven't decided about the raiders. Raiders are what is causing all of the changes because everybody is is sort of buffering, you know, what they're going to do as far as as ha- the crowds that are, come, are supposedly going to come in for the raiders. That being said, our gaming is still going down, not because of the raiders, but because, as John said, our consumerism uh, for generations below us is changing drastically. drastically you know they're not buying homes they're not buying cars they're not they're not buying clothes it's it's so strange and I think Las Vegas is in a very quiet tailspin because they don't know what to do and uh, it'll be very interesting to see what they do
1: yeah for a while they they survived pretty well by for example they introduced the shopping and the Mm -hmm. restaurants which in the early days they didn't have when I first came here to Las Vegas in in the 1981 I think um, when I was just 21 You know, there were the restaurants sucked. I mean, around you you could find a few that that were out out and about uh, that were well known. Some of them that at the Golden Steer, Pierros, maybe uh, restaurants like that. But for but the the number was was pretty low. And of course, the buffets were known as being cheap. Oh yeah, they were lost leaders. Yeah, Yeah. they were. You know, they were cheap. They weren't necessarily very good, (laughs) but they didn't cost you anything. So well, you know, you got what you pay for. But but nevertheless, they were. And now, yes, you can get a, a great buffet and it's going to cost you 50 bucks.
0: Yeah, it's shocking. It is. It's shocking to those of us that have been here so many years. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, there you go. Cheating. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't. It's just silly. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. And you're going to, you're, you're going <laughs> to, yeah, I, I always think of the, uh, the description of the cheaters that had tried to steal money from, um, uh, uh, Oceans Eleven. I, that, that's the greatest scene to me when the the guy almost made it out of the casino and they yeah. shot him at C, in the Caesars Fountain area. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. but that, that that you know that's gonna be your end. Uh, don't don't try to cheat. Las Vegas will catch you. Uh, but uh, well, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to get a hold of us or have any questions, we're gonna talk more about cheating. I'm gonna uh, get all the. Um, we're gonna get some old school cheating. Uh, all that's kind of new, but we'll get some old school cheating for a new segment. But If you have any questions about today or any of our shows, our uh, email is thepodbaydoorlv at gmail.com. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, and all of your favorite podcast places. Uh, Thanks to our sponsor, cwodesigns.com, for custom uh, woodwork and uh, photography and framing. They do a fantastic job. Uh, uh, hello to Julia, and uh, uh, catch her book on Amazon Kindle. It's uh, Carved in Stone, a Vanessa Stone murder thriller that is going to be a series. Uh, so catch number one right now on Amazon. And uh, as I said earlier, uh, go to our newest podcast from the Pod Bay Door Network, uh, it is the invisible maybe. Now I'm keeping it cryptic because it's a really cool concept. Uh, you need to go to theinvisiblemaybe.com. You can pre-subscribe to us right there and uh, catch all of the upcoming content. Uh, uh, you, we're uh, all of the network, all of the social networks uh, we're going to be on. In fact, we're on right now. If you want to say hello real quick. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and so on, but uh the com for a, uh, a a new podcast by the Pod Bay Door Network. Uh for John, this is Jamie and we will see you next week. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show's suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.